Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Liza Owen and it's a great chat. I catch up with Liza from her home in LA and we have a really, really nice natter. Um, we talk about growing up in the sticks and then relocating to London and music from all all over the world uh, is uh, is talked about on this episode. So, uh, yeah, you're in for a treat, trust me. Before I get on with that chat, some thank yous. Um, big thanks to Scroobius Pip and all my friends at the Distraction Pieces Network. Uh, thank you to 76 for producing this podcast. Um, and thanks to you lot for continuing to support it and share it and tweet about it and send me lovely messages about it. So thanks, thanks huge amounts. Also, if this is your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track, then when you finish uh, this episode and this lovely chat with Liza, then go and have a look in the archive because there's 300 episodes now and you can hear me talking to artists and actors and musicians and DJs and producers as diverse as, gosh, Maxine Peake through to Fatboy Slim through to Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, Foo Fighters... Fatboy Slim, um, Ed Gamble, James Acaster, um, Gary Kemp. Um, gosh, there's there's so many. And go, go and have a look because I'm sure you'll find loads of chats from artists that you're 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 interested in. Uh, you're interested in. And trust me, they've all got such a passion for music and talking about it. And so. I'm privileged that I get to sit in the room and, and have them chats with them. So, yeah, and thanks to you lot for supporting the podcast. Obviously, that's a given. If you'd like to support it in um, any other way, then you can. I would direct you over to Patreon. Uh, it's www.patreon.com forward slash off the beat and track. Um, and over there, you can get loads of video episodes. You can get 200 or so back catalogue episodes, uh, radio shows, and all sorts of stuff from as little as 79p. A month and it just goes in the pot and helps support the podcast so thank you um okay i think we're uh, we're done everything that i've just spoke about you can find out about all of that and more on www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com that's the website i don't know why i just read out a web address and felt obligated to explain to you that that's a website i think we're all that switched on with technology now that when i say something that starts with www and finishes in com it's probably a website Sorry about that. Anyway, let's get to the good stuff. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Liza Owen. Right, I've got to take a quick break in this podcast because I've got some super exciting news. Off The Beat and Track Podcast is proud to go into partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. That's right. The Cacao Bar is not a chocolate bar. It's all the best bits of a chocolate bar put into a really exciting new alcoholic range. That's right. Gin, vodka, and a beautiful range of cream liqueurs. So one of the big bonuses of this partnership is obviously I'm super thrilled to have Hotel Chocolat working with us, but they sent me a great big box of this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. Go and check it out www.hotelchocolat.com or over on the socials at Hotel Chocolat. But yeah, in the coming months, there's going to be opportunities for you to get involved with competitions with us, to win bottles of stuff. There's loads of exciting things coming soon and I can't be more happy to say that this podcast is in partnership with the Cacao Bar 
from Hotel Chocolat. All right, let's get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It me, stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Joining me today via the means of Zoom, Liza Owen. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. So we've put this back. This was meant to have been happening uh, a few minutes ago, but uh, literally as uh, you joined the call, Builder started making a right old racket outside your house. Yeah, builders, gardeners, <laughs> like industrial grade lawnmowers. Just it's it's uh, it wasn't wasn't the peaceful podcast we were. Well, sounds very tranquil now. Um, and so where are we uh, chatting from today, Liza? Where are you? So I am, I'm in LA. Um, I'm in this beautiful little mountain town, like somewhere in the Malibu mountains. And um, this is home right now. This is where I've been quarantining and um, yeah, making my music. Wonderful. Well, in regards to uh, making music uh, over the last maybe sort of 13, 14 months, before we get into your playlist, I just want to ask you how you found uh, the, the the pandemic and was you in LA for all of it? Um, and just how you found it as Liza Rowan, human being, and mm. Liza Rowan, creative? Um, emotional roller coaster <laughs> for both on a human level and musically. I mean, yeah, look, on a, on a human level, it's it's just been crazy. It's been really, really hard. Um, I think everyone can relate to that. You know, I'm all my family. uh, I just haven't seen them in, in over a year at this point. So that's been really, really tough. Um, but you know, I, I, luckily I'm in an industry where, you know, it's not necessarily monthly checks that you rely on to live. So I've like had the comfort to be able to, you know, live make music continue to work so I feel incredibly lucky um and grateful for that um and then you know on a on a musical level I think I was like you know the way I make music it's very 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 in tune with how I'm just feeling personally and I can't like turn it on and 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 switch it off whenever so when I was like freaking out and losing my mind boredom whatever you know cabin fever all that stuff it was a weird time for me to make music and then I kind of just accepted the flow of things and accepted the not knowing and kind of tried to find some beauty in the not knowing and and I was able to start writing again um and you know I hadn't actually I hadn't given myself the time to just write completely alone at home for a long time. You know, I'm always in the studio with at least one other person, you know, at least another person. So, um, you know, some cool stuff came out of that. Um, But, you know, I got some, some cool ideas, a couple of cool songs from that. Um, I lent in, I was, I was definitely able um, to work, but I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big energy person. So, and I really feed off of that collaboration yeah. in the room. Like I, I love that. So it's nice to be able to um, kind of get back to it now. I think that's, that's been the, the a very similar sort of story to so many artists that I've spoke to over this last year that none of them just thought, right. Okay. So the world's stopping turning. So I'm just going to right, right, right. Because, there was, and it was what you said about the not knowing. That's that's the bit that I thought was really surreal. And I think, mm. I, I just think you've done it right. I think kind of process what's going on a bit. And then yeah. when your mind's adjusted and calm, yeah. then the writing then, start. Yeah. Uh, but I think that knee-jerk reaction of just like, because for so many like musicians that all of a sudden they're not touring, it's like, oh, I'm... Yeah. I haven't got to go out and do anything. So, right, I'll, I'm going to write an album. And it's like, it's not that easy to do yeah. it like that. Yeah. Well, an interesting, you know, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday. She's also an artist and a musician. Her name's Chloe Angelidis. And we were just talking about how, you know, 
so much of our identity is wrapped up in music. That's who we are. We live it, we breathe it. And then when to an extent that's taken away, you know, like on a daily day functioning level, it's like, okay, what's left. And, you know, I was like forced. And I think this was a positive to kind of like, just like recenter and get in touch with myself as a human. Like what else does, what else do I like? What else am I passionate about? And allowing myself the time to do those things. Like, you know, a lot of people can relate to this, but I did every goddamn hobby. Like I was, I was a painter one week. I'm like, I was a gardener the next week. I'm like, you know, sewing. I'm like, you know, Jamie Oliver, like cook it, like all these things. I just like allowed myself time to learn new shit. And yeah, like being a kid again, you know, yeah. that was kind of cool for a few months there. Just. Okay. Well, let's, um, <laughs> let's, let's talk records. So, Liza, for track one, I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Okay. None other than um, It's Gotta Be Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. Okay. Come on. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's one of the greatest intros ever, right? And one of the yeah. greatest opening tracks on a, on an album as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. So, tell me about how you heard that and tell me the kind of impact that mm. someone like myself who's 48 I caught Nirvana when I was 18 which was the most exciting thing on the planet you know so I just wonder how other generations kind of ha- yeah. how much of an impact Nirvana has on, on them yeah well I mean it it basically my I have an older brother and a lot of a lot of my music taste, um, you know, has kind of trickled down from him throughout the years. But he, you know, he loved rock, grunge, um, punk music, and he loved Nirvana. And he, um, you know, at some point he was like learning to play the guitar and he would just, I would just like, I heard the riff coming from his bedroom, that, that amazing intro, and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is so cool. And, you know, at that time I was like, you know, I was like into kind of badass chicks who were, you know, in that kind of space, like Alanis Morissette, but then even like Avril Lavigne, like this is, I'm talking like I'm 12 years old and I'm like, she was the coolest thing ever. Um, And then I hear that and I was like, what? And then, so he, he actually played it to me the first time I heard it. And then I was like, Oh, I was just mind blown. I was like, this is the coolest thing. It was definitely at that age, the hardest uh, stuff that, you know, rock music, grunge music that I'd been into. And then like, I don't know, you know, I started changing the way I dressed after that. I just like, you know, it kind of just opened um, the door even more to that genre, really. Um, Such a cool song. It's such a cool song. I was I was really lucky to 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 get to speak to Butch Vig, who produced that record, and wow. and and I heard him describe it once as after that initial guitar lick when the drums drop, he said it's like being in a house as it's collapsing on top of you, and uh, and I just thought he's Damn. fucking nailed it there. It yeah. sounds yeah. exactly like that. It's you know there's there's much much kind of more raucous and bigger sounding metal records but i think as far as rock records go that the minute that the drums kick on that track it's just heavy as you like and it's so much melody as well i think it's that's the beauty of it is the the contrast from those heavy drums to that yeah yeah and like that obviously iconic guitar riff it's fun i was i mean I don't know if you know if this is true or not, but I was reading, um, I think it was like a Rolling Stone interview or something that, that um, Kurt did, and he said basically that he was trying to make like a pop song, the biggest pop song, um, and that essentially they, you know, he was like, I was like ripping off the Pixies, like yeah. their energy. I just thought, I was like, damn, he he was trying to make a pop song. Yeah. And that's what it sounded like. It's like... Just really cool. I mean, for him, I guess the melodies. I mean, they. I mean, what's pop? That's a whole other. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That like, what you know. What is your definition of pop? And for me, 
as as a someone that sort of DJ'd sort of alternative music clubs all my life, that album, never mind, I think is one of the greatest pop records ever made because whether it's Teen Spirit, whether it's In Bloom, whether it's Come As You Are, whether it's Lithium, I can put any track from that album on in my club and I could have done it in 1992 and I can do it in 2021 and 18-year-old kids are going to lose their shit to it because it's it's just full of hooks and they're the masters of the quiet lad, quiet lad and like, because every chorus drops like a bomb and... (sighs) And I just think it's just some there's a vulnerability in his voice that that mm. I think you know outsiders and the weird and wonderful and the freaks and geeks they they relate and yeah. I just think like that band is as important now as as, as they were I'm then. I'm so jealous that you were 18 when that came out. <laughs> you just like actually got to like live it. Mm. Mm. It was it was a, it was a crazy. Oh, <laughs> it was really cool. It was like, I mean, I'd love to say that at the time, I'm sure we thought we was being like really different, but every single one of us had long hair, shorts, Doc Martens, skateboards, yeah. lumberjack shirts, and we thought we was being really different. There was millions of us. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's interesting is you you obviously didn't know how iconic um it was going to be yeah you know the stuff that we're listening to now we know you know i know what i love and i know what makes me feel and what billion millions of other people love but you you don't really know what's going to stand the the test of time well i think that's that's an interesting conversation insofar as like how many bands have been releasing records for say 30 years that consistently put out something that's progressive and interesting and and engaging even artists like david bowie put out a few records that weren't that good like you know they've all had ups and downs in their career and and i think there's very few artists that completely deliver and i think yeah you always wonder like where, what what would have nirvana done where would they have gone like, i know that's what i was going to say there's something to be said about you know burning bright and yeah it's stopping at the peak yeah yeah you know which there's almost sort of like more fame in that Mm. i I, know i i'm not saying that had anything to like the music is incredible regardless Mm. but you know what happened but forever at the at this peak a hundred percent at 27 you know yeah that weird age that that club is a he's a It's full of a lot of famous people, but uh, I know. okay. Well, look for track two. I'm yeah. going to ask you to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please, Liza. Okay, so it's um, Whitney Houston. I will always love you, and um, it's a few reasons. I mean. I just remember, I mean, my mum was a huge Whitney Houston fan, so it was constantly in our household. And then um, I remember watching The Bodyguard with her. I was, like, really young. She's, like, you know, covering my eyes through, like, a couple of the scenes. Um, but then the scene, you know, where the, where, where that song um, comes on, I was just like, what? I, I just was blown away, like, even at that young age, it really made me feel something. And just the power of like the visual and the story in the movie with that song, I was just like, oh my God, I don't even know. I'm too young to even process what I'm feeling, but it made me feel something. Um, and then I I think when I was like, what was I, 15, um, a boyfriend of mine passed away in a car accident and this was the song I was asked to sing at his funeral. And I just, um, it just seemed perfect and fitting. And and I don't know, so it's forever memorialized um, in my history, in my, my, my life story is a kind of um, powerful, a very emotional song, but there's there's a lot of comfort in those words. I don't know. You can just really relate this song to a lot of, um, you know, absolutely, absolutely. 
It's uh, it's one of them songs that I've probably heard a million times, and if it comes on the radio, sometimes I'll be like, oh. and then the minute that chorus drops and that vocal just go, it's like, wow, this this yeah. it's, it's it's just every time it just delivers. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's a glorious record. And what are your thoughts on Dolly's version? Oh my god, I was literally about to say that I'm the biggest Dolly Parton fan right. ever. Um, I love it. I mean, I'm just like, I love a songwriter, love, love, love a songwriter. And, um, I, I think, I, I mean, it's a good, it's a very different version, obviously, but there's just something so beautiful, um, about the person who wrote those words, singing them, yeah. you know, kind of listen in a different way. Um, and I, I feel like, I think she wrote that about, like her business manager or her manager or her label, some someone in that type of yeah. work situation. And it was kind of like, you know, we got to part ways, but you know, more just a completely different, um, put a different perspective behind the song, but one incredible songwriter. Oh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. So where was, where was home when you was hearing records like this? Where, where was you growing up, Liza? England, south of England, a small town called Headley. Not even a town, a village. Okay. Countryside of England, um, Hampshire, like that kind of area. Um, yeah, so it was just me, my brother, and my mum, who's Cambodian. And she <laughs> she met my dad, who's English, moved to England. You know, they parted ways. He moved to Asia it was a weird, a weird cultural crossing. Um, so I kind of, you know, grew up in this very Cambodian household in the middle of a very British village. Um, How was that? Um, I mean, it was, it was, I definitely was happy growing up, but, you know, I think the older you get now, I can reflect back and be like, whoa. That was that was weird. Like I, I'm, I'm not joking when I say we were the only Asians in the village. So that came with a lot of, um, you know, just issues and life yeah. lessons. And um, yeah, I just, I just kind of, um, you know, I loved it. I loved growing up in the countryside. We were always just outside playing, and and I, I think because I grew up in in this place. Or maybe I didn't relate to a lot of the people. I just, I, I sort of was uh, delved inwards. And uh, I think it's a big uh, part of why, you know, I discovered music so early. Like before really finding my voice, just even piano, like I just would also just sit at home listening to music for hours and hours. Um, it was, it was cool. I don't know. <laughs> Tricky. I couldn't wait to get out, okay? <laughs> no, I was, you know, look, at 17, I was, like, on the first train out of there. Listen up. I've only got another new sponsor. Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And if you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, and you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, and again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. You mentioned that um, your brother was listening to kind of, you know, alternative rock records and stuff like that. Like, was there always music on at home? And if so, aside from that, what else was being played? Yeah, always. I mean, my mum, 
very eclectic taste, but um, it was just like powerful voices always. But, you know, like she loved a lot of soul and Motown. She, you know, um, she loved Al Green, but then she loved Whitney Houston and she loved the Bee Gees and Dolly would be on. And then like Shania um, and Leanne Rhymes, like before she went pop pop, like there was a lot of like yeah. kind of country and soul in the house, um, you know, and the Beatles too. And then my brother, he just, you know, straight rock, grunge, punk, you know, it was like the Chili Peppers, Nirvana, Limp Bizkit, um, Metallica, um, Rolling Stones, like all that kind of corn for a bit. <laughs> like he just, you know, was That's really... a great melting pot of music though, isn't it? Like the fact that um, all of that's filtering through into your ears, you know, as, as diverse as Dolly to corn, like, you know, that's, that's a, that's a crazy little blend. Yeah. It's probably for the best that dad wasn't in the picture at that time. Cause <laughs> we, we didn't need more music in there. <laughs> I'm joking. Love you, dad. Um, <laughs> so, Yes. In, in regards to them sort of formative years, I'm going to ask you now, Liza, to tell me a song that reminds you of your time at school, please. Okay. So when I read this question, I was like, my mind went straight to um, Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Okay. Only because we couldn't get through one night, like one party, house party, without this song being the final song of the night. It was just like always that. You know, we're like off our faces and you just be like jumping around, piling on each other, screaming every lyric to the song. It was just, it, it just makes me, uh, yeah, think of fond memories. A very British ending to a night. Definitely. And and it's really weird. Like my, 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 my eldest is like 18 and, and she was saying like, I said, oh, how was prom? This was like a couple of years ago. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it finished with like Mr. Brightside. And I was like, how do you know Mr. Brightside? Really? Like, and it's like, but because for me, as I mentioned, you know, I, I run a venue and I've had to DJ that record every weekend for since what, 2003 or four, whenever it come out. Yeah. And it got to the point where... Like, we'd be taking bets how many people were going to ask for that record. And now when you think, fuck me, there's been so many alternative records out since then. I haven't had enough. And, like, but <laughs> it got to the point where I thought, I can't hear this anymore. And then, about three years ago, I saw them um, on, on uh, Glastonbury. Mm. And it was the first time I'd seen them live for a long time. And they just played it like it was the last time they were ever going to play it or the first time they had ever played it. And the yeah. energy, and and it just eradicated that whole mindset of like, oh, it's just a wedding song now. Like, you know, yeah. it's just a family party disco song. And it's like, it's a fucking perfect pop record. That's yeah. why it's still here. It's yeah. like, oh, exactly. what a chorus and what a guitar lick, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I think, when I think about that song... And just the memories attached to it. It's like you said, just energy, aggression. It's such a, you know, powerful song. We'd just be jumping around, marching, head banging. And yeah. and yeah, that's so funny that it was like the wedding song to you. <laughs> I don't, I've never heard of a wedding, but I love that. So how was your time at school? School was Good. It was interesting. I mean, you know, mostly good, I would say. Like, I just, I feel like I was never that interested. I was always like, yeah, more into like what I was doing outside of school, like music and like, I feel like my whole life, I'm realizing now, I was was searching for something or like felt like something was missing just in the place that I grew up. And yeah. Did you not I know what you wanted to be at school? No, I did. I've known that I've wanted to do music since I was like nine, 10 years old. 
yeah I'm one track minded so that I mean that obviously played a big part in just not being necessarily that interested in school because I just was like I'm, I'm doing music that's what I'm doing and I'm not going to get it done out here is how I felt so I think like I just was always you know this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane it's also so easy to get salon worthy nails at home with olive in june the difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the manny system is a complete game changer the best thing about olive in june too is it's a quick dry dries in about one minute lasts for five days and full coverage in up to one to two coats visit oliveandjune.com slash perfect manny 20 for 20 percent off your first system that's oliveandjune.com slash perfect manny 20 for 20 percent off your first system Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Like, did it, did it feel... Yeah, I mean, you've, you, I guess you've kind of answered what I was going to say then. Like, I was going to say, living in a village, you know, in the countryside, did it feel like this is where pop stars come from? Did it feel like it was accessible? Or it was, you know, <laughs> the, the, these things, like, happened there? No, no way. I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this? <laughs> like, you know, I, I just... Because you have to understand, like... I didn't even go to, didn't even really start going to shows until I moved out to London because there just wasn't, you know, anything around. Like if you wanted to go and see your favorite band or whatever, you would have to drive, like you'd have to go up to London or, you know, at least go to Guildford, the next biggest town. Mm. Um, My first show was Muse. My brother took me when I was like, I think I was like 14, 13, 14, and we went to Wembley. You know, it was like you made a trip out of it. So How was that? Incredible. Incredible. I was obsessed. Like, plug-in baby. That was also a contender for best intro, by the way. Like, oh, do you know what? It, it, it's, again, it is that, just that widdly-diddly guitar bit at the beginning. It's so got that kind cool. of... Um, when doves cry feel like that that with yeah. prince but then as soon as that bow bow but it kicks in it's like it's a long yeah that's I interesting you say that that's interesting you say that lisa and i'm going to ask you this as as somebody that's you know a, a, a new artist making music now mm-hmm. and i speak to lots of bands that 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 address the fact that we're living in a world where thumbs move very quickly uh, and attention spans seem to be getting shorter. Yeah. And I, you know, I've spoke to musicians that have had number one records that have had a 20 second intro that now would no longer get mainstream radio play in the UK because of that fact alone. And so I just wonder when you're making music, how much of the kind of, influence of technology and the you know the, the the evolving means of technology influences how you you put music together as an artist i mean i i think um it's hard to ignore like at this point because you know you there are discussions happening like within your label like you're aware of the click rate, the skip rate, yeah. and Spotify and all these things. And you're like, wow, 
you know, yeah. you're seeing how short the attention span is. And, you know, there's, there's data showing that yeah. like intros like this at work yeah. better than intros like that. But um, I think you just can't let that influence you too much. I think there's a time and a place for that kind of thought process, yeah. you know, and being a bit uh, methodical with the music for specific songs. And then there's also a time place to just be like, fuck it. This is not that record. I am, you know, this is pure feeling and yeah. I'm not going to compromise the art for, the, you know, skip rate. Yeah. Whatever. But, you know, then you're not going to get the right type of uh, fans anyway, the, the listeners you want, the people that, um, you know, love your music and are seeking out, you know, yeah, just a beautiful piece of music will find you anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Track four. Liza, can you tell me the first song that you bought from a record shop, please? Okay. I struggled with this one because I was like, the, there were a few things, but so... The first, I didn't pay for it, so I don't know if this counts because okay. I was like six. But I remember the first, um, you know, you could you used to be able to get like on a CD, you would be able to get a single and then like a backing track yeah. with it. So I got my mom, I was like, I need How Do I by Leanne Rhymes. You know, I'd heard her like she would play it all the time and you know, I like had my own CD Walkman. I just gotten it. And I was like, all right, I, I need this. So, um, I asked if I could get that and we got, we got the CD and, and, and I had the backing track. So I would just, that was like one of the first songs I, I was learning to sing. Love that song. That's a beautiful that record. Leanne Rhymes before she went pop. Yeah. Pop, pop. But such a beautiful song. And then, and then um, the first song that I can remember buying myself um, was Complicated, Avril Lavigne. Yeah. I mean, for, for teenagers and teenage girls, Complicated. I mean, what a perfect record for, for teenage kids to listen to. It's still so good. I was like, <laughs> the other night, I was like, yeah, it's still so just, you know, as a songwriter, um, I, it, it's so hooky. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. Very simple, like, lyrics, but it hits. And she had, she, she was just like, she kind of sort of crossed over as well, didn't she? They're like, no pun intended, but like, the alternative, like, and the skaters and that, they loved her as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like she yeah. kind of tagged into that whole kind of Blink-182 scene and she was dating the guy from Sum 41, wasn't exactly. she? So it was like exactly. it kind of um, it just transcended, you know, from the pop market into the kind of, you know, the, the pop punk market as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and I, I think that that was a big part of it. That was like, you know, one of the first um, – artist who was like you know kind of near my age that I was like I thought she was really cool I liked the way she dressed and it, it you know like I said that like sort of opened the door um before you know I had bands like Nirvana and the Chili yeah. Peppers and even some 41 it was kind of like um yeah the, the starter kit <laughs> yeah it is it is there's so many bands like that I think it's really important to you know it, the, the amount of people I've spoke to and I spoke to, to to Matt from the band Busted and and they were seen as a pop band but they were mm-hmm. a gateway for so many people like for teenage like teenagers to to listen to Busted and then before yeah. you know it they find Blink 182 they find Nirvana they find yeah. Pearl Jam and it is that gateway and them artists like that that are, are aimed towards the sort of teen market they are they're really important bands because they do yeah. you know change people's lives and take them off you know, down a different path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it's it, you know, as like a young teenager as well, it's like your parents were going to let you listen to Avril Lavigne and yeah. Busted and then, yeah, then you just like crack the door open a little bit and um, yeah, she's so good. That that album was, was really great. She had a lot of, a lot of amazing songs around that time. 
What was the other one? I'm with you, the ballad. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what was the... I'm with you. Standing on the bridge. <laughs> oh, so emo. <laughs> <laughs> God. I won a talent competition with that song, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, right. Well, let's talk about that. So where was that? Oh, no, your face. That was so good. You're like, wow, okay, we're not going to skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, it was at school, secondary school, first talent show I entered. Um, how old was I? I don't know. I can't remember. Like, maybe like 13. Um, yeah, it was a school talent show. And um, my mum actually, like, a few months ago, sent me, like, this newspaper cut out of, like, oh, the thing. I was, like, horrified in the best way. I'm just wearing, like, this little black, like, tank top. And uh, I've just got a tie around my neck. And some- <laughs> And these like spiky wristbands. I was like, yes, I'm gonna win this. And then I like, you know, sang I'm with you by Avril Levine. And it was a, a, a case of my friend, she was meant to be doing it with me. Cause I would I done got entered it before and she said, Well, let's do it together. And then um we had to pull it at the last minute. I was like, I have to do this journey alone. And whole... you nailed it and took the glory. I mean, I took the glory. Apparently, I nailed it. I mean, <laughs> there's no video evidence, but, you know, someone thought I did. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm going to ask you something now then. Um, so, at school, standing up on stage on your own and singing to then moving to London at 17, you're a confident person. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I'm, I'm you know... I'm 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 very outgoing, and I just I love people, love being over the top, and just I love the drama of music and the stage and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Especially being on stage. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I get all all the like the jitters before and get really really nervous, and and it it never goes away that yeah. feeling of like just being nervous, but you know, then it quickly turns into just such a high. Yeah. Yeah. So moving to London at 17, I imagine it wasn't long before clubbing kind of presented itself. And so for track five, I'm going to ask you to tell me please the song that soundtrack your years clubbing. Okay. So, um, my clubbing years actually started before then because teenagers are smart and fake IDs are a real thing. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there's two songs. I There's like the clubbing years like back home when we were like sneaking into clubs and then in London, it was like a different scene. Um, but the, the first song that came to mind um, was actually, <laughs> do you remember this? Kid Cudi, Day and Night, mm-hmm. the Crookers remix. Mm. Crookers were on fire then. <laughs> I, yeah, like. I've not me, heard the word Crookers for about 10 years. That's blown my mind. I, mean, I haven't thought about it for about 10 years either. <laughs> and I put it on and I was like, yes, still hits. I mean, look, when I was like, um, like 15, 16, managed to convince my mom to let me go on holiday with the girls. And, you know, we would just go to these islands, you know, and like Greece, like Ayanapa, like horrible places that no one should ever let their children go. But we went. And this song, I mean, every night we could, we could, it would, we'd hear it like 20 times. It was just the song, the anthem of the trip. Yeah. Loving, um, yeah, and then, and then just in London, shitty club. I don't even know what it was called. In like, you know, like the one club in the slightly bigger town. Yeah. You grew up in like sticky floor, bouncer that for sure knows that you look nothing like, I don't yep. know, Louise on your fake ID. And yep. just you went and, and yeah, it's a day and night. 
um, Kid Cudi. Such a tune. What did you want from a nightclub in? What did I want? Um, to dance and get fucked up. At that time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the truth. I mean, there was nothing else to do. Mm. You know, like I said, I mean, at the, where we lived, it was like, well, you're a teenager. What are you going to do? It, we just like, you know, and it would be like a Tuesday night because it was like student night. Yeah. Um, so we would like look forward to this every week. And it would just was just like a place where everyone would gather together, all your friends and like the cute boys from the other school and the other town. And it was just like this hub of, for me, it's all like finally meeting new people. It's not just yeah. like from your town. It's like, oh, yeah. whoa, the world's opening up a bit. Um, we just had a good time, you know. Got too drunk, did all the things that you're supposed to do. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but that changed. I mean, it changed when I moved to London. I feel like a lot of things changed. You know, just my world completely expanded. Um, and it was like different types of clubs. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the song that was just everywhere you couldn't escape um, when I was in London was um, We Found Love, Calvin Harris, yeah. Rihanna. Such a good song. It's a brilliant pop record, that. Brilliant pop song. Um, and just... You know, again, a, just a short but iconic intro. Yeah. When you hear two notes, yeah, just two notes. But it, you know, had you heard? And it, I, I, I feel like when I started going clubbing in London, I would observe a lot. You know, I was like fully um, in music at this point, and I, and I like to kind of just like as well, like pay attention to the songs that people would react to. Sure. Like getting up and that song was like every fucking girl in the room was just like off their asses on the dance floor, just like screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to take you home now for track six and, and ask you to tell me, uh, your favourite song from an artist from your, I've put county, but I think you thought country. But that's oh. fine because you'll be, you'll be number 271 of the 300 people <laughs> that have done this podcast. Why I don't put county in huge block capitals and underline it because everyone does it, so, uh, so don't worry. So we go country. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I can't read. Um, from my, I don't even know who came from my county. No one. Me. Let's go country then. So I, I, I'm going to put, I'm going to double it up then. So you're in the States at the moment. Yeah. So I want someone from there and I want someone from the UK. Okay. Favorite song from an artist. Mm-hmm. And I only get one. You get two. You're spoiled. You get one in America and you get one uh, in the UK. <laughs> um. Okay. <sighs> I, I gotta say, imagine. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, John Lennon. I mean, what a powerful song. Lyrically, still stands today. Now more than ever, it, it just you know, again a song that has really, really stood the test of time. And how mad that. A song so simple as that isn't missing anything. Whatever producer you could add to that, nothing would make that sound any better. It's so simple, but it doesn't need anything. It's yeah. just in its own right, just perfection. Yeah. yeah. His and voice. It... Such a special voice. I, I, I love that he's... I feel like he's just not even over singing at all. He just is almost, you know, talking at some points in the record and, um, you know, there's no thrills. It's just the words. And there's a real sort of fragility in in Lennon's voice on that track that that Mm -hmm. I think just 
adds to the kind of the emotion in it. I think it's, yeah, it's wonderful. One of my favorite lyrics of all time, they may say, um, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Perfect. I love that. Perfect. What about if I'm going to push you for uh, a track from the States? God. That's really hard. From the States. Okay, can I flip the script? Go for it. Give you one from Cambodia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like... um, I just feel for the listeners, it's just, you know, a chance to discover something completely new and wild and out there. So um, a band called The Dracker, D-R-A-K-K-A-R. Um, it's my uncle's band and um, from the, you know, they were putting out music from like the late 60s to early 70s in Cambodia before um, the war hit and the genocide. Um so this song is called um, Have You No Mercy, and it is just such, just such a cool song. If you like the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, the Beach Boys, like, you're, you're going to love their music. Like, it sounds like it should be in, like, a Tarantino film, very sort of, like, psychedelic rock. Um, but this one particular song is really beautiful. Brilliant. You should check it out. For the last song, you get to be Tastemaker again. And uh, and I'm going to ask you, please, for a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear, please. Okay. So it's got to be Nothing's Gonna Hurt You, Baby by Cigarettes After Sex. Okay. Um, You know, I was, like, looking at it yesterday and I was like, shit, this is actually streamed a lot you know they've got hundreds of millions of plays but still whenever I like tell people about this band or this song you know most people are like who what a lot of people you know um really 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 cool song um I first heard it um in that movie A Place Beyond the Pines I don't know if you've seen it um Ryan Gosling Eva Mendes so good. And actually, I just watched um, Promising Young Women. Have you seen okay. that movie? I haven't, no. Okay. Amazing movie. Um, English director. Um, it just, it's with Carrie Mulligan. And it just won, right. like, he just won Oscar for Best Picture. Um, and it's in that movie, too. This song, it's just so haunting and sexy, but dark. It's like, this is like my go-to band for just kind of chilling at home when I've got like the lights low, like just, you know, hanging out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. It's signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. So in regards to kind of music and mood, it's, it's something that I, I like to ask guests as well. If you're having a, if you're having a day where you're feeling low, you're feeling blue, mm. do you go and reach for the best of S Club 7 and, uh, and try and G yourself along? Or will you go and find something somber and immerse yourself in that emotion and process it and, and, and enjoy Not enjoy, but like... It, yeah, immerse and, 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 and hug that kind of feeling for a little bit with some music that, that, that sits right with it. 
I kind of like to lean into it. Mm. You know, just like, you know, I'm not putting on like a, t- a power ballad that's yeah. like, you know, but like just like kind of somber and chill. Yeah. I kind of, I, I think sometimes it's nice to just allow yourself to feel what you're feeling and uh, music can heighten that and encourage that. Um, you know, sometimes it's, am I the only one that, you know, if you're feeling like a little sad or depressed, it's nice to put a like depressing song on and just like hide under the covers for like 10 minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That right? Of course. Uh, oh, I'm terrible for it. Like, I mean, I don't even need to be in a bad mood. I'll just listen to miserable music. <laughs> it's like, it feels kids, so good. My kids get in the car and they're like, what is this? And I'm like, it's Nick, it's Nick came in the bad seeds. And they're like, oh, come on, Dad, please. <laughs> You're like, Dad is going through something and he needs to enjoy music, okay? I'm trying to process <laughs> something. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah, do you mind, asshole? No, I think it's nice to also, like, set your – you can also set your mood for the day a little bit. You know, I try and, like – like, especially this last year in quarantine, again, you know, when we were stuck at home, you really have to be, you know – in charge of your day and like setting some sort of routine for yourself yeah. so we would like you know me and my boyfriend um and like he would do this early in the morning but like all the speakers all the songs would come on the house and he'd put like you know sister sledge or some sort of soul or disco and so yeah. we'd like wake up to that and it's nice just gets you moving definitely pain in the right right mood get your body moving a little serotonin Absolutely. Yeah. Noel Rogers is a good way to start the day. Anything that Noel Rogers has done, like, oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right after this. <laughs> well, yeah. what we do as well, Liza, is we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast with all of your oh, song cool. choices, and we'll put some of your tunes on there as well. Um, as we find ourselves... Um, for, for the purpose of listeners as well, we're recording this on uh, the 30th of April, 21. As we find ourselves, hopefully, uh, on a very positive path out of this strange year that we've had, and soon we'll be able to get back to, to going to gigs and clubs and, and reconnecting with people and, and hugging our friends. Um, what are you looking forward to personally and what's going to be happening professionally? I'm so looking forward to going to shows. I need to see some live music. I am just so ready for that and and to pl- playing shows and going to shows. Like, you know, I'm on I'm on the verge of just buying tickets for shit I don't even like. It's like <laughs> like <laughs> just let's go. Um so yeah, just really looking forward to that. Um and obviously, you know, personally seeing family like, I think by the time all is said and done, it might be like two years almost before I can get to them, which the longest time ever in my my whole life that, that I've been away from my family. So that is going to be so incredible. Um, and, uh, yeah, professionally, like I said, doing shows, we're signed to, uh, you know, get the band back and prepare for some stuff and, um releasing more music my debut ep comes out this year and um which i'm so excited about um and yeah. if people want to keep up to speed on shows and releases where's the best place to keep up to speed with liza owen um on my instagram that's where i'm most active yeah and it's at liza owen Very wonderful recent. And if it's cool with you, when this comes out, we tag you in it and then people can go and follow you if they don't follow you already. Yes, please. Thank you. This has been so fun. Liza, it's been a delight. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much for your time and today, mate. We made it. We made it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> Liza, All thank right. you so much. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. There you go. Wonderful. Oh, Liza was an absolute joy to talk to uh what a diverse 
range of influences um, and, and music that was discussed on that episode um, and with real excitement and joy and that's what this podcast is about speaking to wonderful creatives that that feel that kind of passion and love and excitement and about music and how it's impacted you know on their life's journey and yeah so thanks again to to Liza for her time thanks to you lovely lot for listening as mentioned at the beginning go and explore the back catalogue now because there's 300 episodes with some of your favorite bands DJs producers comedians oh god everything artists everything go and get stuck in um, you can find out about everything you need to know about this podcast at www.offthebeatand. It's not beaten, it's beatandtrackpodcast.com. Right, I'll see you next time. Be excellent to each other. Much love. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, Stu Whipping. Eat a pocket.